Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Put aside whatever else is going on in your mind and your heart, whatever is on your schedule, your calendar. Turn your phone off. Get away from everything. And just make yourself available to God. He's always there. He's, you never, we never have to try to get his attention. He is always attending to us. Our spirit, your spirit, is one with God. So your spirit not only doesn't have to do anything, it's, everything's already been done. You're one with him. Our problem is our soul. Only God can restore your soul. And he's restoring your soul to its union with your spirit, so that your soul can receive all the eternal life that's already in your spirit. So we're letting him do his job. And part of our challenge that we're talking about is what then are we to be doing? What is it that we're here on this earth for? There are certain qualities and characteristics that each one of us has as a person on this earth. We all react to gravity the same. We all have certain physical needs, water and food and sleep. So there's things that we have in common. But when you think about it, there are have little meaning. That our body thirsts doesn't mean anything. Thirsting, being thirsty, your your body, in fact, having needs at all or responding to this earth zone we're in doesn't have any meaning at all. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is. Likewise, when we talk about our natural senses, our physical senses, let's say our smell, our nose, it's neither positive or negative. Now, we can smell good things and we can smell bad things that are obnoxious to us, that are repulsive or wonderful. But our nose, our ability to smell, is neither good nor bad. It is. It's a part of our body. We don't tell ourselves, okay, see this, look at this. We don't turn our eyes on and off. They do what they do what they're made for. 
Now, we may look and see bad things, and we may see things that are beautiful and pleasant. But it's the same eyes, it's the same set of eyes that you have that takes information and delivers it to the brain. So we don't get caught up in analyzing the function and even any motive or desire that our nose might have or our eyes might have. We don't get caught up in analyzing what's behind our eyes. We may be interested in how they work, but we're not looking for anything more than how to use them. They're tools. Like your hands. Your hands can do good things. Your hands could can do bad things. But they're just hands. They, apart from you, they have no motive or desire or intent on their own. Likewise, in our supernatural, delving into the supernatural realm, we're learning about our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And that our soul has abilities that God put in our soul. Our soul, Your soul came with specific abilities. Now, over time, they've been described and categorized and in some cases elevated, in other cases ignored or detested. But the senses in your soul operate in a parallel way that your senses in your physical body do. They're neutral. They're neither positive nor negative. They simply are. They're available. Now, there's a process that we are going to go through in learning how the senses in our soul work. Just as in the natural, we learned how to speak. We learned how to touch things. Don't touch hot things. We learned how to walk. We learned how our physical body works. And somehow we we have neglected learning by doing how our soul works. And yet our soul, far more than our physical body, affects our perception of reality, our ability to receive healing and love and acceptance from God, it affects so much, and yet we've neglected, can we say, responsibility, duty? God gave you your soul. It's a gift that he wants you 
to use, to be involved in, to value. And where do we start with that? We start with accepting that we can learn. It's like with anything. The more time and effort you put into it, even the trial and error, you know, often we learn more by making mistakes than getting things right. So never be afraid of making a mistake. God himself will lead and guide you in the area, in the direction you need to go. And he will protect you and he'll protect those around you. You can trust him. He's your guidance counselor. He is the path before you. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is everything you need to learn what he wants you to learn. Now we're approaching something that in Christian terms, you know, we use the phrase, the gifts of the Spirit. But they aren't gifts and they aren't spiritual. Because gifts are something that God bestows. And in a sense, we could say they are gifts, because life is a gift. Everything that God gives us is a gift, because he gives it. But it's not something that's separate from us. It's not something that's apart from us, that we are, that we have to ask for, that we have to deserve, that we have to have somehow be entitled to or, or earn. Instead, these are innate abilities. It comes with the package. Just like your eyes, your ears, your nose, come with your human body. Your solical senses come with your soul. So your soul is a gift. So if you wanted to say, yes, these are gifts, fine. I like to call them abilities because that's something we are comfortable learning. When you have an ability, you can increase that ability. You can embrace that ability. You can enjoy that ability. You can use that ability, enhance it, share it. We can enjoy the process of learning about the abilities we have. And I think the Christianity and religious circles have drawn certain conclusions and even imagery around the gifts of the Spirit that has a certain connotation about how special they are. Well, we all have all the gifts because they're abilities that come with your soul. So if you have a soul... You have these abilities. Now some, just like some temperaments, you know, mind, will, and emotions are going to be stronger in mind than in emotions and all the different combinations. Likewise, the abilities. As we move forward and you start learning how your soul functions and how your 
the solical realm coordinates and overlaps and intermingles with the supernatural realm, you'll learn you'll, that certain abilities come easier to you, come more naturally to you, and others are more challenging, and others you may never experience. You may never have certain abilities working for you in our short lifespan. Well, that's fine. The goal is not to have everything functioning. The goal is that if God wants everything functioning, we're up for it. Jesus was walking around and all his solical abilities were fully available to the Father to use at any given time. I mean, he did everything from blessing the little children and teaching them to raising the dead. He never argued with his father about, oh, I can't do that. Now, he also had to learn how to do it, how to function with the soul, how to function here on this earth with the body, with the physical, earthly body. Likewise, we have to learn. That's part of our our problem with this whole idea of a gift, that if God gives you a gift, you're automatically supposed to be able to know what to do with it. And it's automatically supposed to to work a certain way. Well, let's just put these things aside. You just have a simple ability. Think about if you all of a sudden decided you'd never run a marathon and you want to run a marathon this weekend, probably you're not going to be able to do it. You need to work up. Stamina, the muscle tone, the breathing, the everything you need, the what shoes to buy, all different kinds of things about getting ready for what you want to do. But So you don't say, well, then I'll never run a marathon. You go, no, okay, let's come up with a schedule and a strategy about fulfilling what I need to do in order to run a marathon. That's in the physical. Same in the supernatural. We've been talking the past few weeks about asking the Lord, is there an area that that you're interested in? And, you know, he may have brought something to your mind, to your thought, to your memory, to your imagination that doesn't fit in any of the categories that you've ever read about or heard about. That's fine. There are, there's no limit. God is not limited by our understanding. And since God created the supernatural realm and the soulical realm and your soul, he can create more. He can expand the supernatural realm. He can do whatever he wants. And we can enjoy that process with him as well. Now, a couple things we want to understand just as we start to embrace whatever the Lord is is showing us and take up opportunities for him to reveal how things work and give us, he's going to start giving you the homework. He's going to start laying out challenges for you. 
But a couple things we need to understand about our abilities, our solical abilities. First one is be, is that it's a solical ability. It is not a holy gift. It is not perfect. It is not infallible. It is not to be idolized or exalted. Your solical abilities are nothing more than that. Just as the fact that you have eyes and your eyes are functioning and they do their job, or your ears, or any other, your natural senses. That doesn't make you more special than someone else. That doesn't mean you get a trophy for seeing. Your your eyes are doing what they're meant to do. What God created them to do. Now again, we can use them the wrong way. We can look and see, watch hard things or beautiful things but in our soul it's the same thing is you have abilities and as you learn to use those abilities it doesn't make you more special that your ability that you're working on is more desirable than somebody else's ability assume that everyone is going to Fulfill all the abilities. Use all the abilities equally. So there's no competition as far as these abilities or gifts. We're all in the same boat. We all have the same soul. Your eyes are not better than mine. They may see better, but they're not better. They're different, but they're not better. So we're learning from one another how these solical abilities work. And we don't want to get caught up in wanting to put on a good show to get attention or to even to help others or to glorify God. No, this is, let's stay very objective This is our task. This is our responsibility. This is our duty. This is the homework God gives us to learn how to live and move and have our being as a spirit being here on this earth. Most of us are pretty comfortable with how our body works. God also wants us to be comfortable with how our soul works. He's taking care of everything else. He is taking care of bringing us into unity, spirit, soul, and body. Now, having said that, that we don't exalt the abilities themselves, we do appreciate and honor and respect those that do the work to develop their abilities. It's not the abilities that are better, but we recognize hard work. We work we recognize diligence and integrity and focus. Just like the marathon runner. 
Oh, I, I finished the marathon. Well, congratulations. doesn't matter whether you came in first or last. Just finishing it, that's an accomplishment. You did good. Likewise with the soul, the soulical abilities. It's not the abilities that are positive or negative, but we do want to honor and encourage those who put in the time and the energy and the effort to use their abilities to develop them, to understand them, even not so much that they accomplish something or affect change or do the will of God, but just that they have put in the effort that we recognize, good job, well done. Part of why that's so helpful is we don't have to worry about the effect that our abilities have on others. Say say you've been asking the Lord about you know, that you've always been intrigued by the word of wisdom, giving good counsel with insight based on information that you don't have, or even however you want to describe whatever it is you're looking for. We can be proud of ourselves, not because forgiving wise counsel, that word of wisdom, not because all of a sudden, oh, it's well-received or it changes somebody's life or even that it's not well-received, but that we have done our job. We have learned how our ability works and, and used it to the extent and the degree that we are now comfortable with that ability. Not how it works, now, not the effect, but that that's part of our soul that we now have functioning the way God intended. Now we're going to go through some of what the scriptures refer to as the, the gifts. And we're going to, you know, like we've been doing, put a little different angle on them. But we're also going to hopefully let the Lord, on an individual basis, describe to you and ask, you know, he might have questions for you. What is your desire here? What is your intent here? And if the more we can keep it simple, I want to learn. Gave you abilities. You already have them. How do they work? Again, it's not to honor him. He doesn't need any honor. Your spirit's already one with him. You don't need to achieve any relationship with him. And it's not to help other people. God doesn't need your help. Now, he wants us involved in what he's doing as he desires. But if we can focus on what our task is, learning to live and move and have our being, while we're here on this earth, being one with him, not just physically in our natural body, but also in our soul. Because, again, what's he working on? Reuniting our soul, that includes those abilities, with our spirit. 
So in a sense, we could say, you know, God's intent is to combine our soul and spirit so that spirit will flow through our soul and all the abilities that are in our soul will function perfectly and without any interruption. So isn't it better that we start that process? Again, rather than just jumping up and thinking we're going to do a marathon, that there's a process to get our muscles and our our lung capacity and just knowing the techniques for running. And then on the big day, we can get the adrenaline pumping and run that marathon. Well, likewise, in a sense, what we're talking about is preparing, getting ready for the the slow and step-by-step process that God is doing to reunite our soul and spirit. So we're getting ready. We have an expectation that he's uniting us, making us one, spirit, soul, and body, even as he is one. We can even start with, do you, as an individual, accept that you that your soul has inherent abilities that you aren't participating in yet that may even feel scary or that you have questions about start there if you're not ready to ask for specifics start there Get comfortable with the idea that you are not just what you think you are, that there's more to you. You are a spirit that has a soul that lives in the body. It's not just your body. When you die, you go into the ground and that's it. There's more to you than your physical body. Likewise with your soul and the spirit, you know we you know we're we're barely able to comprehend what the soul is let alone our spirit so we start where we are and understand our soul and its abilities and how it interacts in the supernatural realm we don't want to be ignorant we don't want to be ignorant about our place our soul in the supernatural realm with the soul that God's given us He gives us opportunities and circumstances to stretch, to leave our old beliefs behind, to receive healing. And all this increases our need and desire to go to him. You know, this happened, God. What what was that? Explain that to me. That was scary, or I don't understand that, or... Oh, can we do that again? God wants you to talk to him about whatever it is you're experiencing, whatever you're going through. Now, on the other hand, again, remember that these gifts are not holy. They're not perfect. These abilities, just like your eyes, they can be fooled. You know, optical illusions. You know, the um, the it was Oasis in the Desert. 
and we can smell something like rotten eggs, and it's not rotten eggs, it's natural gas. We, your solical senses can function perfectly and be misleading. So you don't rely on them. You rely on the truth. God himself. But he teaches us, just as we learn about the, uh, the, the optical illusions, okay? Now that's not really there. You know, we have dreams. We think we see things. No, we, you know, you're not, it's not with your eyes. We learn by experience. We learn through the process. So hopefully you'll have an increased desire for whatever it is who God wants to to speak to you about. And remember to be writing these things down. Nobody else has to read it. Nobody has to know about it. You don't even need to go back and reread it. But a lot of times going through the process of writing these things down clarifies it and reinforces it in your soul the experiences you have, the questions you ask God, and and the answers that he gives you. Remember, very often the answers aren't right on the heels of asking him a question. So we'll pick it up here the same time next week. If you've got any questions or comments or feedback, I always appreciate them. You can drop me a line at at diane at org through the contact form on the website, therainersclub.org, or through Blog Talk Radio. I'm always glad to hear from you and try to answer as quickly as I can. Appreciate your patience. So until next week, we'll be getting back together again then. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. <laughs>